Hello and welcome to Faith Life 365. This is episode number 40. Now, if you missed any past episodes, go back, listen, get called up. My name is Tim Hardison. You can go to www.faithlife365.org. You can listen to the podcast, click on the uh, uh, video channels, YouTube, Rumble, or read uh, from the blog. And um, I want to jump back in. We're, we're talking about the topic of religion or word of God. This is part five of that. Now let's, let's pray and, and uh, get started here. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. As always, I thank you for every blessing that you have given us, Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, and pray that you would open our eyes, that we may see in our ears, that we may hear, that you would give us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding as we read and study your word. Father God, transform us by the renewing of our minds. Father, let us seek first you and your word and your direction through the Holy Spirit, Father, that you would give us understanding, that that when we hear your word, Father, we then go read and meditate and study for ourselves. We ask that you would, would grant us this, Father. Keep us and guide us now in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, all right. <clears throat> so, Let's continue our discussion uh, on religion or Word of God. Now, in episode number 39, we left off. We were talking about uh, healing or how the Word of God tells us that Jesus has already provided our healing uh, by his stripes, his wounds. And, and we arrived at that topic from the question that I had asked earlier on. Is the modern church standing fully in its authority in accordance with the Word of God, or has the modern church, at least in part, become watered down with religion and political correctness. And uh, let's continue on this discussion. And I, I'll ask you, what do you believe when it comes to healing, miracles, signs, and wonders? And why do you believe the way you believe? Uh, is, is your belief based first on the Word of God? Um, or have you developed your belief based on religion? or denominational theologies, or maybe you've just heard people talk or your family said, well, this is the way we believe, and so you've always believed that way. So what I want to do is continue my, what some would call radical line of thinking based on the Word of God. And uh, we discussed in episode 37 what happens when we're born again, um, we discussed how we are given the nature of God when our spirits are reborn and how we become a new creature in Christ Jesus. We become the body of Christ. Our old sinful nature spirit no longer exists. It was crucified with Jesus. So we are adopted into the family of God and our new spirit is perfected in Christ Jesus. And once this occurs, our carnal mind needs to change. And remember, carnal simply means of the five senses. So we have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, King James, James Version. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Word of God tells us that we are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. 1 Thessalonians 5, 
uh, 23, the English Standard Version. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look closer at what the Word of God says now about our reborn spirit, our soul, and our body. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 to King James. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And John chapter 4, verse 24, King James. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Our spirit is what is recreated when we are born again. It's it is it's through our reborn spirit that we're able to worship God. First John chapter four, verse fifteen through seventeen, King James Version. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. See, when, when we became a Christian, it's quite apparent that our physical bodies did not instantly change. We were not reborn or recreated in the flesh. It's also quite apparent, at least to us individually, that our souls, our minds, our memories and knowledge did not immediately change or become reborn in some way in the flesh or perfect either. See, in the flesh, we can never be as he is, he being Jesus. However, as Christians, our spirits have been reborn, recreated and perfected now in this world in Christ Jesus. So as he is, meaning as Jesus is, so are we, our spirits, recreated spirits, now, presently, in this world. So now, in this world, our spirit has been reborn and is made perfect in Christ Jesus. It's been redeemed and made new. Our soul and body have also been purchased. They have been redeemed. They're purchased with a price. Our soul and body will be completely redeemed and joined with our spirit in heaven. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 through 21, English Standard. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 53, English Standard. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 9 through 10, King James. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12, this is the Amplified. 
for now, in this time of imperfection, we see in a mirror dimly a blurred reflection, a riddle, an enigma. But then, when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality face to face. Now I know in part, just in fragments, but then I will know fully just as I have been fully known by God. You see, these scriptures tell us that when Jesus returns, our bodies and souls will be redeemed just as our spirit is now. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Our bodies will be transformed into a glorified body just like Jesus. Our soul and mind will no longer know in part or dimly. Our glorified soul and mind will have all wisdom and knowledge. There'll be no need for prophecy as we will know all things just as God from the beginning to the end, just as Jesus, it, we will be perfected. Now, let's go back uh, to our spirit in the present. Our reborn spirit has been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms, or, or we may say in the spiritual realm. In Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse 3, Amplified, Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. Notice the Apostle Paul says, who has blessed us. That's in the past tense. It's already done. He's not going to do it in the future or some time later in the future. Uh, he, we don't need to beg or plead for it. We don't need to pray and uh, ask God uh, to please, please, please give it to us. Um, we don't have to fast for it. Our recreated spirit has been blessed with every spiritual blessing. It's done. It's already happened. So the, the Apostle Paul was praising God for this. What does every spiritual blessing include? And I don't have an entire list. Here's a partial list of the blessings the Apostle Paul mentions in the first two chapters of Ephesians, though. So, and I'm going to re refer to, is this is all Ephesians, and I'll just tell you chapter and verse. We have been, uh, excuse me, we have been adopted as God's children, chapter 1, verse 5. We have redemption through Jesus' blood and the forgiveness of our sins, chapter 1, verse 7. We have obtained an inheritance in Christ Jesus, chapter 1, verse 11. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit, chapter 1, verse 13. We've been given the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. That's the, the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, chapter 1, verses 19 through 20. We've been made the new man, uh, the one new man. That's chapter 2, verse 15. We've been made fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, chapter 2, verse 19. We have become a holy temple in the Lord and a habitation of God, chapter 2, verses 21 through 22. We've also been blessed with the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Our new recreated spirit has been blessed and made perfect just as Jesus' spirit, just as he is. Our new spirit has been made the righteousness of God. But what about our soul and our body? 
The Greek word that's translated uh, as soul is suke, and we've, we've covered the meaning of suke in, in episode 37 and in earlier episodes. Uh, so we know that our soul includes our mind and our emotions, among other things. We also know that Romans chapter 12, verse 2 tells us that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. <clears throat> Therefore, if we renew our mind, we renew our soul. So when we refer to our mind, we're also referring to our soul. If our mind is transformed and renewed, then we, we have uh, a reborn spirit in Christ Jesus that's now working with our transformed and renewed mind also in Christ Jesus. Our body or our flesh will then conform as directed by our spirit and soul, which is the renewed mind. See, if, if we fail to renew our mind, then we have a reborn spirit in conflict with a carnal mind and body. So when we accept Christ and we be, we are saved or we're reborn, we're made a new creature, it doesn't stop there. It begins there. And, and then we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we're now not in constant conflict of a, a renewed spirit uh, and, a, and a flesh body, uh, carnal body. So in order for us to walk after the spirit and in, in full authority that we've been given and to, and to make manifest the full blessings that we've been given in Christ Jesus, we have to first be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And this transformation takes place, um, or, or I should say, as the transformation takes place, uh, we're then able to prove what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God and walk after the spirit in God's will. This is, it's a process. Uh, actually, it's, it's a lifetime process. It requires action on our report, or, or, you know, our part. Um, it requires hearing and reading the Word of God. It requires prayer and meditation on the Word of God in order to renew our minds. It, it may require fasting to clear the mind and bring the flesh under control. Understand this. God has already done His part. And Jesus has already completed his part on the cross at Calvary. We've been given all things through Christ Jesus. We have the spirit of Almighty God living inside of us. We have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living inside of us. When Jesus died on the cross, the veil in the Holy of Holies was ripped from top to bottom. God vacated the Holy of Holies in the temple. When you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become an individual temple of God, of His Holy Spirit, and you become a part of the body of Christ Jesus. You become the church, the ecclesia. If we can understand and accept these truths in God's Word, we can then begin to walk in them and in the full authority that we've been given. But we first, we've got to accept and understand and have full faith in the Word of God. See, however, in the carnality, in the flesh, we often try to see and understand in our flesh by using our five senses. We must come to the full realization that it's our spirit that's been reborn in Christ Jesus. It's, it's, it's not our soul, our body, uh, and in order to receive all that we've been given now in this earth, 
we have to learn to walk after the Spirit, after the Word of God, not after the flesh or carnality. John chapter 6, verse 63 of the Amplified Bible says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys no benefit. It is of no account. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, providing eternal life. Our reborn spirits have been made perfect and complete in Christ Jesus. Our reborn spirit is just as Jesus is right now. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 20, King James. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. The word unction here in Greek is, is also translated as anointing. So we have an anointing from the Holy One, and we know all things in the Spirit. We have an anointing from the Holy Spirit that we would know all things through the Holy Spirit that God has given us, who lives in us, who has sealed us. Note the scripture, it doesn't say that we will know all things or that we can know all things. It says that we know all things in our spirit right now. Well, how can we know all things? See, we've been given the spirit of God and the mind of Christ Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 2, verse 11 through 12, amplified. For what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man except the man's spirit within him? So also no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, so that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God. We have the mind, the thoughts of God through the Holy Spirit if we will develop that relationship in the Spirit and with the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. If we will speak with Him, talk with Him, let Him guide you, let Him speak to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, Amplified Bible. But the natural unbelieving man does not accept the things, the teachings, and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness, absurd, and illogical to him, and he is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated, and he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. But the spiritual man, the spiritually mature Christian, judges all things, questions, and examines and applies what the Holy Spirit reveals yet is himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature. For who has known the mind and purposes of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. Remember, Jesus said, I must go so I can send the comforter, I can send the helper, send the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, who's going to dwell in us. He brings to us the mind of Christ, the thoughts of God. But we have to invite him. We have to listen to him. We have to meditate on the word. We have to ask him. So in order to walk in the full authority that we've been given, we've got to come to the realization that our reborn spirit is perfect just as Jesus is. It's our flesh. It's our soul and body that's the issue. God has already given us all things in our reborn spirit. Right now, not in the future, our spirit is perfect right now. Our biggest obstacle is often just understanding and accepting this fact. See, Jesus said, what is spirit is spirit, 
And what is flesh is flesh. In, in John chapter 3, verse 6, English Standard Version, Jesus says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is of spirit, or is spirit. The issue that many of us as Christians run into is, is that we want to sense it. We want to feel it in our flesh. We want to see or feel something that will assure us that, that we really have those things that the Word of God says we have. We, we want to see signs, wonders, miracles. We want to feel different, look different. Do we really have raising from the dead power inside of us? I mean, do we? Do we really have the mind of Christ? Have we, have we been blessed with all spiritual blessings? Do we, do we really have the measure of faith? You see, we want to feel different. We want to look different. We want some goosebumps or the hair on the back of our arms or, or back of our neck or maybe hair on our arms to stand up. Or we want some kind of a sign that we really have the things that the Word of God says that we have. But in order to fully walk in these things, we first have to walk in faith. Spirit is spirit. The flesh is flesh. Walking after the spirit in faith generally can't be seen, heard, felt, smelled, or tasted. Now, there's exceptions. And, uh, and at times, some are able to experience supernatural manifestations in the spirit. Uh, but the results of walking after the Spirit in faith will become manifest in the flesh, but we must first walk in the faith. The key here is faith. Again, we go all the way back to the laws of, that God has set forth, and the very beginning of it is we, through faith, have to accept His grace. And faith is always the key when we're walking in the Spirit. Our soul which is composed of our mind, our emotions, our, our conscience. Um, that's the bridge between our spirit and the spirit of God in our body. Our soul needs to get into agreement with our spirit and the spirit of God. See, our soul can follow after the spirit or after the flesh in the carnal realm. Uh, we control the direction our soul goes by the renewing of our minds in the word of God. See, our soul is in agreement um, or, or let's just say, if our soul is in agreement with carnality, with our flesh, with the car carnal five senses, more so than the spirit, we can't manifest that which we've been given in our reborn spirit. We can't fully walk in faith if our soul is not aligned with our reborn spirit. So, again, our spirit has been reborn and is perfect. It's sealed in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit. It is always happy. Our spirit's always operating in the fruit of the spirit. Our spirit is never depressed or fearful. If you're living in fear or depression, or if you're suffering uh, from other such things, you can know that you're walking after the flesh and not after the spirit. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses 21 through 22 to King James, he says, now he who establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us is God who also sealed us and gave us the Spirit in our hearts as a pledge. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 through 14, Amplified. In Him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a result believed in Him, were stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, 
the one promised by Christ, as owned and protected by God. The Spirit is the guarantee, the first installment, the pledge, a foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own purchased possession, his believers to the praise of his glory. <laughs> I mean, read that. Meditate on that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, King James Version. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Hmm. The Word of God is very clearly telling us that we have been sealed and are protected by God Himself in Christ Jesus. He has given us His Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our eternal salvation. What does this mean to us? Spend some time in prayer. Think about this. Meditate on it. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask Him into your conversation. See, the Word says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit. You know, God, people are scared. It seems that so many people are afraid of the Holy Spirit. Oh, this is the Holy Spirit thing. We can't talk about that Holy Spirit thing. You know, He is just as much God as Jesus is. There's a trinity there. And God is in heaven. We pray to God with our petitions. We petition God with our request. Jesus came as man. He's seated at the right hand. He, he bought our salvation. His blood is on the mercy seat in heaven. They are seated in heaven. God, Jesus at his right hand. And they sent the Holy Spirit to dwell inside of us. Why are we afraid of the Holy Spirit? When we fear the Holy Spirit, when we're ashamed to talk about the Holy Spirit, we grieve him. And the Word just told us, grieve not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. He is the teacher. He is the one who is here to be with us right now in this earth, in our heart, in our spirit, to help us, to direct our flesh, to direct our soul, to bring us, to bring it on. The Holy Spirit is our connection through the Spirit to God, the Father. That's, that's, our, that's our tying force. I really want to get in and talk about this more um, because this is just, it, it, there's just so much there that I, I believe so many, and I did for so many years of my life, just 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 just, just didn't even understand or try to understand. It was, it, it uh, I, I've got to stop here. And that's all for this episode. Listen, join me in episode 41. I, we, we need to just continue discussing this topic. Uh, of religion or word of God. We're going to pick up here where we left off. Uh, we're going to keep talking about our reborn spirits more. Um, I believe it's, it's going to get a lot more interesting. Listen, I want to thank you for listening. May God bless you and keep you today and every day as we grow in faith and we live the faith life 365 days per year.